0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I am welcoming back Paul Huzar, and we're going to talk a little bit more about action steps for those transitioners. Paul, welcome back to the show, my friend.
1: Thanks, Zach. Really appreciate it. I love the conversation. I love the passion that I think we both possess about trying to help our veterans.
0: Man, I absolutely love it, and I know it's definitely something we share in not only service in the service, but also post-service where there's so much that you're doing to educate veterans and we kind of touched on it on Monday but i really want to highlight those action steps since it's we both agree it's such a difficult transition piece and there's so many different network networks out there like bunker labs or vet here in atlanta that i'm a part of that are really big in community but that's what i really like about what you're doing at vetcore it seems like you're really building another community for veterans that are interested in franchising and business opportunities and i want to highlight what are those action steps that you'd recommend to that person transitioning, and that's heading out maybe six months before retirement or six months before that transition all the way into now I'm in the civilian world, what the heck do I do? What do those steps look like?
1: Yeah, I really want to encourage them to think about business ownership and franchising specifically, because it's a great way to kind of become your own boss mitigate the fact that you've been, if you're a transitioning veteran, that you've been serving your whole life and serving others. And it's a way to kind of skip a lot of steps to get to start building wealth in your life sooner. So what I found, because i you know 27 years in the military as an adult, what I found is if you really want to build wealth, you got to own something. And if most people do that through owning stock, which is kind of ownership, pieces of ownership in somebody else's company. Right. So somebody else is mitigating or somebody else is making those decisions. So you can build wealth, but it's a lot more gradual. If you really want to build wealth, own your own company, make your own decisions, be responsible for that. And you know, by the way, quality of life, if you do it right, can be great. So if you can decide, I mean, I used to be a high school soccer coach while I was a business owner because I could come in early. I could leave early. I could you know work in the evenings, work on the weekends, and I could carve out my time. And so your time is, is your own. So I really want to encourage that. Let me talk about that for a second. You know, I believe our nation, our military, number one mission is to fight and win our nation's wars, right? But probably the second greatest value that our nation's military brings to our nation is that we produce some damn fine citizens. And, you know, there's a reason that the greatest generation that fought and won World War II is known as the greatest generation. One, incredible task of winning World War II. But did you know 49% of the World War II veterans became business owners. It's incredible. you know what that number is now? 4.5% of post 9-11 veterans become business owners. So I want to change that. I want to change that for our society. And I want to change that for our veterans. And so we do all of the stuff. You mentioned you know, Bunker Labs and Vetland and stuff. There's a couple of organizations I'm going to give shout outs to. One's called Warrior Rising and the other is called Vet to CEO. They do free business training, how to become a business owner, whether it's a franchise, you buy a business, you start a business for veterans. Two great organizations. We partner with them. We support them in their endeavors. And then we also do kind of franchising 101 webinars for veterans we've got a bunch posted on our YouTube page we do a lot for transitioning service academy grads transitioning military etc and so if I can I want to talk about a little bit about what we discuss in those seminars so if you're interested in, in you know becoming a business owner what should you do well you know what's your concept etc and the easy way to do it the easier way in my opinion is franchising because I've studied that but even still, you get a concept and you've got to figure out how you're going to afford it, how you're going to pay for it, how you're going to cash flow it, all that kind of stuff. And so you have to develop a business plan. And a business plan essentially is a pro forma. So open up a spreadsheet on one side, open up a Word document on, on the other, and create in your spreadsheet a P&L, profit and loss statement, income statement. And this is something that vets aren't necessarily good at because you know we were working for Uncle Sam and... They had to essentially, we thought we had limited resources. <laughs> Try limited resources when you're the one that has to make the payroll, right? Now you got really limited resources. So you just do a month's worth of PL and and you can Google, you know, what's in a profit and loss or what's an income statement. It's, you know, revenue on top, the expenses, cost of goods sold, cost of services below. And things like rent and labor and utilities and vehicles and fuel and all that kind of stuff. And for every line, you know, I think, hey, in my first month, I'm going to have you know, five jobs. Each job is going to average $2,000, so I'm going to make $10,000. Okay, there's your revenue assumption. When you put that number in, in your Word document, write down why you wrote that number. Up. It's an assumption, right? And then for every line and your expense and your cost of goods sold, et cetera, write down, okay. I found a facility, it's going to be, I need a 1,000 square feet. 1,000 square feet is going to cost me $1,500 in rent. That's an assumption. Rent is going to be $1,500 based on the market research that I've done, right? Utilities. Internet's going to cost me $40 a month. Electricity is going to cost me $80 a month. Assumption, 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 okay? Now, what do we do in the military, right? Does operations drive intelligence or intelligence drives operations? Well, a little bit of both. Intelligence generally drives operations, but then you have to fight for more intelligence that then drives further operations down the road, right? And what you're doing, intelligence, is your information that you use to create your business plan. So you start with assumptions, and then we fight for intelligence to turn those assumptions into fact. So let's take rent, for example. I made an assumption rent's going to be $1,500. Now I'm going to go out, I'm going to find a a realtor, I'm going to find, or I'm going to do it on my own, and I'm going to find three facilities. And well, it turns out they average $1,400. Okay, change that. Well, now I sign a lease and I'm actually $1,325 a month. Now that fact becomes an assumption in my profit and loss statement, right? And so as you do that for every line in your profit and loss statement, you start to build the intellectual integrity that tells you that, oh man, I know where each one of these numbers come from. And in the end, I do that or replicate that month after month after month. And oh, by the way, if you do that for 36 months, that's what the Small Business Administration needs to create a loan. And much of the funding fees, if you're a veteran, can be can be waived or, or significantly reduced. And so what you've just done is created, you've, done, you've created the intellectual integrity that allows you to proceed and making an investment or running a business or buying a business, right? And it's also the intellectual integrity and the information you need to go request an SBA loan. So you can use other people's money, right? And so you can borrow $250,000, $300,000, which is about, you know, on the very conservative side, what you need to get to start a start franchise, a little bit less for a veteran, for Vetcore core franchise. And then you get that. And now you're what you're doing to repay that You know, you're paying back a monthly loan payment that's amortized over 10 years and you, it's actually achievable. But when you break it down into those steps, it becomes achievable. What do we do in the military? We break it down, right? We break it down into simple steps. And that's what I'm encouraging people to do is to think about entrepreneurship, think about becoming a business owner, think about franchising, connect with us. We'll help explain some of the stuff, we'll help make it easier because we've got the scars, we've got the scars and lessons learned to prove it. And I tell people, you know, we buy a franchise, there's a franchise fee and a royalty fee associated with that. But basically what you're doing is you're paying for other people's mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Hopefully they're not the same. They're not nearly as significant.
0: Does that all make sense? It does. And I I love that you're highlighting those things, because those are definitely things that we're capable of, but might not know that those are the steps to take to like get in that position, right? And I'm curious, obviously, you're educated on it at this point, but what was a, a resource that you started with initially? Like, was there a book, a course, something that you saw initially that got you started to learn exactly what you just talked about?
1: Yeah, there's there's a ton of great books out there in the business world. But, you know, some of the fundamentally the best books for me, first things first by Roger Merrill and Stephen Covey. I'm a huge Stephen Covey fan. He has since passed away but his son. Stephen Covey Jr. wrote another book, The Speed of Trust, that talks about really, and veterans will get it because it's how kind of we put our money where our mouth is, where time, resources, and everything you get 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 a year. How do I balance being a father, a husband, a friend, a business owner, coach, community leader? How do I do all that stuff? First Things First was a really good book to help me do that. And I, I actually read that when I was an army captain before I took command of a company. And that has stayed with me all my life. From a business standpoint, we our business runs on EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. It's a great, great book out there called Traction. That really, Traction is, it's so funny. It's nothing more than the systems we used in the military, which is broken down and called civilian terms, you know. So you probably are familiar with the term battle. Rhythm. You know, what meetings you have, what weeks, et cetera. What, what do you do to kind of make things routine? Okay, we have command staff every Monday or command motorcycles every Monday. We have command staff on Wednesday. We have training meetings on Thursday, et cetera. EOS calls it the meeting pulse. You know, you have organizational chart that EOS calls it the accountability chart. Things like that. And so EOS, Traction, that book, was a really good book that helps kind of break down business acumen that you need. And if you think about it you read it kind of objectively, you go, man, actually, I knew all, all this stuff already, but reading this validates that the military has prepared me to be a
0: good small business owner. I love that recommendation and in business, I'm an ops guy. I straight up love operations, structuring, systematizing processes. And actually just uh, spoke with Gino Wickman, who authored traction in the U S he's going to be a guest on the show here in the near future. uh, First of the year, he's, I love it. It's a passion of mine, but it's also something like you talking about, just it translates so well from the military of what we did in the military to moving that into business ownership. So I highly recommend traction, EOS, learning that on the implementation of that in a business because I feel like a military leader can translate that so effectively when I mean, it changes the game. That's with my business coaching clients. That's literally what I teach, but it's our mind process that takes traction into that military experience and just makes it makes so much sense for people. And I love that recommendation. I really appreciate that one. And I would give the audience another opportunity. I know you gave your information on the last show, but give the audience another opportunity. If they want to reach out to you, if they want to franchise, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to go about that? Yep. You can
1: connect with us through our website, vetcorservices.com explains about our business, but also has links to franchising opportunities, et cetera. You can also connect with me on social media, particularly LinkedIn and Facebook, Paul Hussar, H-U-S-Z-A-R. If you're a veteran, transitioning veteran, want to be a veteran advocate, uh, shoot me a note, just let's connect. I post a ton of content, a ton of connections, opportunities for veterans, information about business owners that want to hire veterans. Information about franchising, one-on-one webinars, all free stuff, all just because that's what we want to do. That's the legacy we want to create.
0: I love it, Paul. Thank you so much for that wisdom and those resources and for everything you're doing with VetCore, man. I appreciate it and keep up the phenomenal work, my friend. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Tactical Leadership Podcast. And I hope you got a ton of value out of what we talked about today. I also want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Night Protection Services. If you're a leader in a small to mid-sized business that does 5 to $10 million a year in revenue and want to improve retention costs, which could actually add up to being twice your employee's salary all through creating a safer work environment and saving up to 25% insurance costs. Be sure to visit NightProtectionLLC.com.